Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we want to talk about the soul of mankind, the soul of mankind. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to UnityWeekend.com. That's UnityWeekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And this is part of our series on how to give away your faith. And what I'm proposing is the gospel of Jesus Christ is unlike any other message. I hear the rhetoric from those in politics. I hear the rhetoric from those that are scientists. I hear the rhetoric from atheists and skeptics and those who believe in polytheism and pluralism. Uh, and those who are agnostic. But I promise you this. The truth of Jesus Christ is exactly what it is. It is foundational. It is truth. And anything else that goes against it is false. So when we talk about the soul of mankind, there are individuals around our circles, around our orbit, Uh, in our neighborhood, at our schools, at our fairs, uh, at our city council chambers, uh, individuals that we live with and those that are without, meaning that you have yet to meet them, and they believe that all there is to life is the physical realm. And we talked about this on our previous episode. There are those who believe in only the physical that the metaphysical does not exist, meaning 
those things that exist outside of the physical realm. When we talk about the physical nature or the natural order of things, it's based on what our senses can pick up. Meaning, in order to verify certain things, we need to see it. We need to hear it. We need to touch it. We need to smell it. So, many of us walk by sight and not by faith. That should not be the case with believers. That should not be the case with Christians. Yes, we do use our senses to verify those things that our senses can verify. But there is another side. There is this reality that our senses do not pick up everything. The ability for us to use our hearing, to use our sight, to use our taste, to use our feelings is limited. Those things have a place in life, but it doesn't explain all of life. So when we talk about the soul of mankind, the soul, the spirit of mankind falls under the category of metaphysics. And as I said before in the previous episode, this word metaphysics deals with the nature of things, beingness. We talked about how God is holy other. He is a divine being. There's no one like God. But yet, God created, he created um, souls. And these souls are um, created beings. But they're not God. God is holy other. But yet, God created the vegetative soul. And as I argued in the previous episode, plants have souls. Not like humans, but plants do have souls. This is why uh, many people that deal with horticulture, they'll say uh, the plant died. Or those of you that, that love uh, plants or take care of plants, uh, you know the plant uh, have souls. Plant uh, live, plant dies. So God created the vegetative soul. Then God created the animalistic soul. Animals have souls. So when an animal dies, that means that their soul and the physicality or their bodies have been separated. That's what death is. Death is the separation between body and spirit or body and soul. And I'm using soul and spirit interchangeably. I realize in certain Christian circles, um, that's distinct, meaning people have views that the soul and spirit are two different uh, entities. But I believe that, uh, that the Bible argues and uses that term soul and spirit interchangeably. But that's another episode. The point is, God created us body and soul. So when your soul departs from your body, that's what we call death. 
So why am I talking about this under the umbrella of um, the soul of mankind or how to give away your faith? As we go to our different circles, as we go to work, as we go to our retirement homes, as we go into our gated communities, as we go into the streets, we will invariably come in contact with someone that only sees the world from a physical paradigm. This is why there are so many people that don't believe in God because they don't believe beyond the physical. There are many people that don't believe in prayer because they, don't, they can't see beyond the physical. So it is our task to set the record straight. It's our task to tell them and, and preach to them the truth of Jesus Christ. So when we preach the gospel, the gospel is, is primarily about salvation. But what is God saving? God is saving the totality of us, which is body and soul. So when, uh, uh, when our bodies become corrupt, as the Bible puts it, our soul, is, it, it, our soul goes somewhere. And until Jesus comes back, our soul goes to be in the presence of the Lord. We are in the presence of the Lord. Then when Jesus comes back, there's a processional order that, uh, that the Bible talks about. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And then eventually, all of us will be reunited with Christ. And eventually, all of us will be reunited uh, with our glorified bodies, which is our glorified bodies, including our soul. So the soul of mankind, this is what God is offering to those of us who dare to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And the thing about the soul, the, 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 the soul lives on. The soul lives on, meaning that uh, uh, even when, we, when this corruptible body is a change for the incorruptible, when we stand before God, we're either going to spend eternity with him or eternity without him. Those of us that belong to Christ, those of us that walk by faith, those of us that know Jesus Christ for ourselves, we can take comfort in the fact that we are going to spend eternity with our maker. Conversely, those of us who are not saved, those of us who reject the gospel, those of us who dare to walk by sight and not by faith, God says we're going to spend eternity away from him. And yes, the doctrine of hell do exist. And it's not me saying it. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ talked more about hell than any other preacher. So when we talk about hell, it might not be politically correct. It might not make you feel uh, a certain way, but the reality is there. And if we're going to preach the truth of the gospel, we have to preach all of it. So I want to take a look at Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse 5 say, these 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. So Jesus is sending out the, um, his disciples on an assignment. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors and we'll be right back. 
Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. On an assignment to preach the kingdom of God agenda. And as the record shows, he went first to the house of Israel, preaching the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. He tells them in verse 9, chapter 10, verse 9, Matthew, uh, what to take and what not to take. And it's the same thing with us. Uh, The principle still applies to you and I in contemporary society. We don't have to take a whole bunch of stuff. God wants your heart. So wherever you are, God wants you to lean and incline towards him. He He wants you to preach the gospel uh, you may not have uh, a wooden pulpit, but we still ought to preach the gospel. You may not have the title of a deacon or elder, but God still wants you to preach the gospel. The, the thing about um, Christ is he's liberated us from religiosity. We can't just say preaching of the gospel belongs just to my pastor, just to my elder, just to my chaplain. Let them talk about Jesus Christ. Let them preach the word. Uh, Let them promote the gospel. No, all of us have been called for the ministry of reconciliation. And so it's very important, very important uh, that we share the gospel to others. And as Jesus in Matthew uh, 10 speaks with his disciples and giving them the instructions, He's telling them on on this assignment, you don't need to get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or staff uh, for the worker is worth his keep. So Jesus is saying, I need you to rely on me. I, I, I need you to rely on what I'm telling you. You don't need anything else. God is with you. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give, it to your, give, it, give them your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. Meaning that if they accept what, you're, what I've given to you to teach, then let the peace rest on them. But if they don't, let your peace return to you. Uh, what happens is sometimes when we try to give away our faith, we feel as though We've done an adequate job. We've explained all the details. We've promoted Christ. Now, this person must be ready to accept Jesus Christ. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, I've been on the streets um, knocking on doors for Jesus Christ, sharing the gospel. And uh, I've had some days where we've had multiple people accept Christ. And I've had some days where no one accepted Christ. So, them accepting Christ is not your responsibility. Our responsibility is to share. If they decide to accept Christ, that is a blessing from God. But just because you share the gospel and someone does not accept Christ doesn't mean you didn't do what you're supposed to do. So in verse 14, he says, if anyone 
will, will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or time and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on that day of judgment than for that time. So basically, again, the obligation is for us to share the gospel. We can't control how people react to it. And then Jesus goes on uh, for the rest of these verses, and he talks about them being on your guard. And, and, and sometimes they may be persecuted, and, and they may be flogged for their sake. So even as Christians, right, sometimes we will have to face persecution for Jesus' sake. That's a reality. Verse 21, uh, it says, brother will be, uh, betray brother to death, and a, fa- a father, his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the times of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So Jesus is prophesying what's going to happen to the disciples when they go out and share the gospel. And all of these events actually happen in the book of Acts when you read it, uh, that they were persecuted, that uh, they had to flee from one town to another town. Verse 24, the student is not above the teacher nor a servant above his master. It is not enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called uh, bills above, how much more the members of his household? So again, our master is Jesus Christ. We're not above Christ. We're not above Christ. That's the message. Uh, we have uh, the master teacher. Now, People are taking courses dealing with master classes, but the, the number one master teacher is Jesus Christ. Verse 26, so do not be afraid of them, for there's nothing concealed that would not be disclosed or hidden that would not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roof. Do not be afraid. And this is the verse that I want to highlight. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul, uh, or soul and body in hell. And in verse 28 again, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, right? That, that's uh, like capital punishment. That's, uh, uh, that's human beings that, that, uh, that take a life or, or threaten to take a life. That's all they can, they can do. Uh, human beings can only take a life, but when God is in charge, when God is involved, God can affect not just the body, but he can affect the soul, meaning that God uh, cannot, it can only, not only take um, uh, or separate your soul from your body, but he can, tell you where, he can tell you where your soul is going based on what you have done. So human beings have no control of the soul, but God does. That's the key. This is why we want everybody to get saved. This is why we want everybody to get to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. This is why we want others to experience Christ even before we die, even before Judgment Day. We want others to know what it feels like to walk with Jesus Christ on a daily basis. I don't want to die to experience heaven. We can experience a piece of heaven right here on earth. That's the key. We can experience heaven right here on earth. This is why we have to give away our faith. Because uh, abundant living is so much better than just existing. 
There are a lot of people with degrees, a lot of people with money. There's a lot of people with uh, uh, titles, a lot of people with, uh, um, with, with relationships and contacts that are miserable. But Christ promises not just life, but life more abundantly. Life that's worth something, life with meaning, life with purpose, life that tells us more about the physical world, but also the metaphysical world. We want to give away our faith. So Jesus says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And so what Christ is saying is, don't revere. Uh, don't promote those uh, who can only affect the body, but revere the one who controls both body and soul. That's important. God is the one that controls the body as well as the soul. And when we talk about um, this whole idea of metaphysics, we're saying if we spend all of our money dealing with just the physical nature of things. We spend millions, if not billions of dollars on cosmetics. Uh, We spend um, millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars on clothing. We spend all of this money on the outside when many people are suffering on the inside. And that's what Jesus does. Jesus covers not just the physical the, the physical realm but he actually deals with the soul many people are searching for things that can only be satisfied or completed in god and so we as christians we have to tell the gospel we have to preach the gospel which as jesus was prophetically teaching his disciples the same principles apply to us today we are his disciples And so we have to tell the truth that there's more to life than what you see. There's more to life than social media. There's more to life than just vacations. There's more to life than just going from concert to concert. There is more to life. And we as Christians, we have to teach it. We got to preach it. We have to let people know that there is a metaphysical aspect to our existence. And under the metaphysics, We're talking about God. We're talking about angels. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about soul. We're talking about spirit. All of these things fall under the category of metaphysics. And so it's important that the world understand that we're more than just our bodies. We're a body and soul. We're a body and spirit. And God wants to affect both components of our existence, our body as well as our soul. And so this is the message of Jesus Christ. If we're going to give away our faith, we have to uh, let people know what salvation is. That's primary. But once they get saved, we also need to tell them about who we are. That is the identity of humanity. And I'm not saying we don't talk about the soul before someone gets saved, but it needs to be a part of our conversation. It needs to be part of our talk. It needs to be part of our walk. When we are at the parties, we need to talk about the spirit of a man. 
um, back in ancient Greek uh, society, this is what they talked about, the existentialist um, uh, versus uh, the idealist. Uh, people worrying about what is the soul and is, is, it all to, is this, there is all to life, the physical world. And some said yes, others said no. And so it's important that we get it right as Christians, that God created us both body and soul. Well, our time have come to a close, and uh, we thank you all for your prayers. We thank you all uh, for your donations, and we especially are thankful to our Lord and Savior for what he has done. And as we come into another year, I just want to encourage you to continue praying. There are so many souls uh, that we need to um, share the gospel of Christ with, uh, that we need to uh, talk to. Uh, because just like Jesus, we, 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 we shouldn't desire that any man or woman perish, it, uh, but that they get to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And while we are uh, getting ready to embark on another beautiful year, uh, we pray that you would consider becoming a financial partner of Sound Reasoning Ministries. We exist uh, through your donations, and uh, we know that there are people listening right now who can donate, and uh, God knows uh, how to meet the needs, and we do have a need. So if you are able to give financially, please do so. Go to srministries.org, www.srministries.org, or you can make a check payable to Sound Reasoning Ministries, P.O. Box 582-306, El Grove, California, 95758. Again, Uh, We exist and we are able to do the work of kingdom building, equipping Christians all around the world due to your donations. And so we do need you. We need your prayers and we need your financial donations. Um, This world is upside down and we need more Christians trained to be able to share the gospel and to be able to stand on the truth. As uh, Paul reminds us, demolishing arguments. Uh, For the sake of Jesus Christ, anything that comes against Christ, we must be able to stand. Again, we pray that you continue to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer. Bible. St- You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. 
Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.